Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. I'm John Cook, and I'm joined today by Takahiro Sakito, Chief Japan Strategist for MUFG. It's Monday, May 8th, 2023. Welcome back to the podcast, Sakito-san. Good to be back. Good to have you. Uh, how was your Golden Week holiday? Uh, that was nice. Uh, even though uh, I worked uh, on first, uh, first and second day uh, during Golden Week, but uh, third to fifth, uh, I took last. Nice. Yeah, so I guess it was an official holiday the second half of the week, but a bit of an unofficial holiday on Monday and Tuesday. Mm, right. Um, yeah, well, why don't we start the episode by going through what you missed, you know, if you will, um, and what you're kind of, you know, based on that, what you're expecting in the very near term. The most impressive thing to me during the Golden Week was that the drop in Taoyuan was limited. When the U.S. regional banking sector stocks fell, at the same time, we don't see many factors that will drive the Taoyuan higher over the near term. With Approach of the fiscal year 22 earnings announcement, uh, the investment stance of the Japanese investors will vary depending on risk tolerance. But I'm a bit concerned that some negative news, pessimistic news, might emerge from the Japanese financial sector, especially in foreign bond and JGB losses. Um, Possibly you know, some Japanese regional banking sector like the US. We see a neutral bias of the dollar range of 133 to 136. JGB rates have risen and the basis have widened. However, both changes were really marginal. As Japanese investors start to build their foreign bond positions, they are also beginning to rearrange their JGB holdings. Ongoing development in the U.S. regional banking sector news during Golden Week have catalyzed Japanese investors to rebuild dollar bond positions, and they are using the yen basis to fund their purchases. The fund flows of the following investors into JGBs have capped the JGB rates and the yen basis. After the Golden Week, however, Japanese investors who are likely to stand out. This will cause JGB rates to have an upward and a steepening bias, and the yen basis to have a wide bias. Also, biases need to change when foreign investors reaffirm that the JGB rate risk is very marginal and very easy to manage then I may change the biases in yen rates and yen basis, uh, basis neutral. Okay, that makes sense. So sort of J- J- Japanese investors come out of Golden Week, you know, um, and, and, you know, and, and move aggressively, you know, move aggressively uh, into, into foreign bonds and that, that impacts price action in the very near term. Um, but that it's obviously like a, it's a little bit of a balance there that sort of goes, if that causes price action to come too far, foreign investors will come in and take the other side and sort of stabilize things. Sort of interesting how the market has a sort of built in, um, you know, guardrails, if you will. Um, I also thought it was interesting that you're talking about, um, you know, financial, Japanese financial institution, um, you know, earning announcements. Uh, you know, obviously, the, you know, U.S. regional banks have been a big 
big pain point recently. Um, you know, so we should certainly watch uh, watch for similar issues in Japan. Although, as you know, you and I have discussed before, the JFSA, you know, is really all over Japanese regional banks um, for mark to market loss, unrealized mark to market losses in their held to maturity portfolios. You know, I think a couple of years ago. So, so that certainly seems like the Japanese regional bank sector is in better spot than the U.S. Um, you know, U.S. regional bank sector. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's uh, let's move on. Um, let's talk a little bit about April fund flows. Um, you know, I think you kind of describe this as the nuts and bolts of Japanese financial markets or plumbing, if you will, um, stuff that you know are. Are you know that that I don't necessarily pay attention, you know, or at least close attention to. I suspect our listeners don't either, but but can be very very impactful. Uh, go right ahead. In April, the BOJ increased the JGP purchases after the inauguration of the new governor Kazuwara, which prevented a battle over the zero point five percent ceiling on a ten-year JGP yield. Crude quartile operations were very small. And JGB lending was reversed because of less demands of JGBs, those contributing to monetary base increase. After the BOJ left the policy unchanged at April, at the April Monetary Policy Board meeting on uh, April 27th to 28th, the JGB uh, 10 year uh, JGB yields declined to 0.39%. According to the forecast of the fiscal funds, uh, to the private sector in May, the release by the Ministry of Finance on May 2nd, the MOF has not changed the issuance forecast of TDBs for May to June. Over the near term, the front end of the JGB yield curve is likely to stay calm at the current bubble, as the issuance of TDBs will remain steady. Okay, so there's some good reason that the the market, uh, you know, the market sort of um, rallied off that 50 basis point ceiling on JGBs. Not only did the BOJ leave monetary policy unchanged, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but they stepped up buying and they also, you know, let the uh, and and also the well, they let the monetary base ex- expand, which is obviously helpful there too. Uh, so that's a that's a great review. But what about looking forward? Uh, what should our listeners expect from? You know, Kashida, Ueda, and Japanese financial markets in general during the month of May. Recently, the Kishida administration's popularity has improved. And with the G7 Hiroshima summit on May 19th to 21st ahead, the market is speculating about the dissolution of the Diane's lower house. The VOJ's next move in monetary policy will change depending on the Kishida's politics. The timing of the weather BOJ's next move will likely be determined in May when the G10 raised prof- risk profile of the Japanese financial sector and the Kishida politi- political agenda become clearer. Fiscal year 22 financial results of the Japanese banks and the rival sectors are scheduled for the release in mid to late May. Changes in valuation gains and losses of the foreign bonds and JGBs, as well as the G10 rate risk tolerance, will be closely watched. The lifer sector stepped up its shift to the short-term foreign bonds from January to March 2023, but it will be interesting to see whether investment portfolios change in the future. 
we expect the Japanese life sector to return to super long JGBs. And the financial risk profiles of major lifer at the end of the fiscal year 22 will be an important catalyst for changes in the JGB yield curve. Over the short term, if credit unease uh, continues in the U.S. regional banking sector, foreign investors will tend to strengthen their preference for JGBs, given their relative low interest rate risk. Since issuance of TDBs will remain unchanged, foreigners' appetite will likely depend more on the dollar-yen for the premium. In a G10 bond market, JGB rates carry the smallest risk and are relatively attractive. So there is a good chance that flows into JGBs from foreign investors will ease the burden on the JGB yield curve controlled by the BOJ. Okay, so uh, keep an eye on Kashida's approval rating. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as, as as speculation you know continues to simmer that uh, he could dissolve the lower house and call a snap snap election. That obviously mm-hmm. influences what the BOJ can do because they certainly don't want to be making major monetary policy changes. You know, uh, in, into an election, um, and then uh, watch for and then watch for uh, for fiscal year two thousand twenty two financial financial earnings announcements from Japanese banks as well as Japanese lifers, uh, you know, with a particular look at uh, look at lifers for the reason that you mentioned. Um, and, and you know, at the end there, just a, a good reminder that, you know, uh, JGBs are sort of the ultimate flight to quality instrument, uh, you know, because of their low interest rate risk, um, you know, and just, you should continue to see them perform well, uh, you know, in any, uh, you know, U.S. regional banker banking sector driven, you know, risk-off trade or, or, or otherwise. Does that sound about right, Sakito-san? Yeah, that's right. Great. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, John, as usual. And thank you for listening to the MEFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And reach out to your MEFG sales rep for any further information. Check back soon for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.